Welcome into the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. We're going to look back at uh, last week's game against East Central, a 21-6 loss on the road, and look ahead to the third state in as many weeks and another tough opponent and a very tough schedule for Molar in the six-game regular season as they'll travel to Louisville Trinity. We'll talk about them in segment two. Uh, Coach, the, the game against East Central, it, it it never felt like from the outset your offense could get any rhythm going. Is there anything you can pinpoint? Was that East Central's doing? Was that just one of those nights you couldn't get the execution you wanted? How did that work out? Yeah, we just couldn't finish drives. That was the, the tough part because we had some explosive plays. I mean, we had some a uh, handful of big plays. Unfortunately, we weren't able to have any of those big plays run away from the defense and, and punch those in for a big big game touchdown. But we had some explosive plays, but then we would just get off schedule and, and wouldn't recover. And I, and I don't know what it was, but we did have a handful of plus 20-yard games, whether it be in the run or the pass game. And um, But then we just couldn't have that materialize into enough points. So um, whatever it would be, it would be – yeah, TFL, a penalty, something would get us off schedule, and we never recovered. Couldn't, and couldn't convert. Yeah, couldn't couldn't recover, couldn't convert. Uh, so those were a couple things. We we've just got to work on the consistency of uh, of performance, and and really, uh, it was a disappointing day, and and a disappointing day for me because I, I feel like I I didn't coach well enough, and that's really what it came down to is that uh, I didn't coach well enough for us to win that game. Uh, thought that we had players enough to win the game, and and if we got players enough to win the game, it's it's up to me to make sure that we uh, we go out and play well enough to to get the win, and and uh, that's that really falls on my shoulders. Down seven, another for a good chunk of the game. They put together a good drive in the second quarter, the only points on the board for the longest time, and then you do punch it in to make it seven six. Unfortunately, get the extra point block at that point though. Your defense looked like it had kind of settled in, had had kind of figured out hey, they, they were pretty much just lining up and saying, here we come, and you were getting them off schedule to the point where they were starting to get in third and sevens and not be able to convert. Did you feel at that 7-6 point, even though the kick was blocked, that okay, now we can breathe a little bit, let's get a stop, and, and we'll put together another, we'll finally put together a good drive. It felt like at that point that was your football game maybe. Yeah, I did. I thought that, that we were in a good spot right there. You know, the the one touchdown drive that they had uh, again that goes on my shoulders. That's that's uh, they they came out with a formation that they hadn't run this year. They they had run it a little bit last year, but we uh, it's a difficult formation. I try not to chase too many ghosts, and it was something that we uh, we really didn't go in depth with covering and and. Um, they, they just ran it play after play after play for that one drive. So that's how they were able to convert the one. We we had a nice uh, nice touchdown drive there. And, and then, unfortunately, had the, the extra point blocked. Right. And, and I don't know why because, I mean, look, even if we make the extra point, we still got to score again to win. Right. So it's like uh, the, there's, there's no – well, one point play out there, other than the extra pointers, you know, with a possession, there's no one point play. So we have to score again, anyways, to win this game. Uh, nobody's interested in a tie. So I don't know why that would have caused a panic. It seemed to to, to deflate what yeah. turned into a a very positive deal. When listen, guys, if we just keep doing what we're doing and 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 get more stops like we've been able to do and drive like we did and score, we'd be fine. But but that seemed to deflate us a little bit, unfortunately. And, and again, that's th- those things are, are my responsibility to make sure that that doesn't, that doesn't get us. It doesn't cause us to, to, to go off schedule and doesn't take away from the very, very positive of the drive that we had. So uh, we got to get that corrected on the field goal portion of it. Uh, and I think we have. But um, yeah, that, that was unfortunate that that, 
took a little bit of the wind out of our sails as opposed to it being very positive. Right. And hey, momentum. we're back in the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the, the momentum's ours at this point. So, um, no Brandon White on offense, and, and certainly I don't want to pin on one guy, but he is certainly a big weapon for you. How much did that change some things for you offensively and maybe some things you wanted to do, thought you could do? And certainly I'm sure they saw him on film the week before and realized, all right, three's on the field. We probably have to, to roll some coverages that way. How much did that hurt a little bit? I'm not looking for an excuse. I'm just asking how no. much it hurt. Yeah, no, so, yeah, we were missing a couple, couple guys that are, are prominent guys in our offense uh, with Brandon and Jared Merck, you know, two receivers uh, out on the perimeter. So that hurt us in, in some regards. But I'll say this, I mean, Tanel yeah. you know, went out and, and, and made some really nice plays and did a great job. I almost was, made one of those big plays you talked about on that deep crossing route. If he just gets a, a turn-up field, he might be gone. That's right. You know, and, and so uh, I thought that Tanel stepped in really well and did a nice job. And, and certainly we missed Brandon, we missed, we missed Merck. Uh, but again, I, I thought uh, Tyrell stepped up as well. I mean, Tyrell was out, I mean, he was out there beating some kids up. I mean, he, he was very, Big very guy. physical. Yeah, he is. He's, and he was really physical out on the perimeter. I was proud of how he uh, how he blocked and the effort that he put forth playing. So um, certainly we, we always want to have all of our weapons. I mean, it, it, it hurts any time that you're missing one of your weapons. Brandon certainly is, is uh, one of, if not the most explosive player that we have uh, on our team in the program, period. And you got a lot of ways in week one. You had him touch the ball, a couple reverses, a couple touch passes, down the field, him throwing the football. And yep. that's a lot of different ways. That obviously, you know what weapon he is because you're trying to use him like one. Yeah, no <laughs> question. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the coaching is identifying who your playmakers are and then finding how they do, uh, what they do well, and then how can we get them the ball in that way. And, and, uh, so I was pleased with, with some of the things that we did in week one with how, you know, how we were getting him the ball, what he does well, and, and so forth. Uh, so we missed certain aspects of those things um, for sure. And that was, that was a midweek decision that, that he wasn't going to be able to go, which, which also hurts you because you, you plan for something. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah, right. Uh, and, and, and listen, Tanell's very capable and very similar player. So uh, it's not like it's a – uh, a wholesale change that we we had to completely go with different things, but but yeah, anytime you're missing a really good player, that that's going to hurt you. Defensively, you mentioned um, they they kind of went with that unbalanced formation a few times and just kind of lined up and said, "Here we come." And I know you were disappointed in the Hartley game that one drive, the 94 yard drive, where they kind of did that and shoved you around. For the most part, though, if, if you like the physicality of your defense, or is that an area you think needs to to get better? Well, yeah, we can always improve that. That's for sure. And there's still some, there's still some finer tuning parts of what what um, what we got to do a better job of. There were certain areas where we're a little bit too much concerned about. Uh, oh, I need to be outside on this, or I need to be inside on this. When if you just go. Um, smack the guy really really hard I mean I, I say that a, a million times like look our fits are important and and sound is important and so forth but I know this if um if you ever force the ball to bubble and redirect you're probably going to have a good play even if you didn't exactly have your hat in the right place now because it's gummed up the works yeah. right exactly <laughs> you you disrupted the the offensive play now if you have that your hat in the wrong place and you just kind of go fit it now you're now you're going to be terrible but if you go fast and physical and, and you're violent um, even if your hat was supposed to be slightly outside, but it's inside, but you got knocked back and you forced the ball to bubble, you're probably going to be okay. So guess what? 
And that's where part of it is. I, I try to limit what we do and limit exactly the specifics of, of certain things. We don't have a million calls. We're, we're a fairly simple defense. Why? Because I, I would like for us to play fast, physical, right. and violent. Right. I mean, I think that those those things, are you can't compromise that for for being right. Uh, if you if you play fast, violent, and, and, and physical, you can be wrong and still be right because cause you got people running the football, uh, you got knockback, you, you disrupted what they wanted to do. So um, I, I certainly want to be sound, but I want to be fast, violent, physical, all those things for sure uh, with that. So uh, I, I think there are some areas that we need to improve in that that regard. That drive where, where they got us, there was a play or two where we weren't as physical as we needed to be. But I, I will say this again. And this isn't just Coach Rock. That legitimately was on me. Uh, I mean, they were in a four-by-three uh, they just had more. They had more they the, gaps. They put the two tackles on the same side, right? The two big yeah. tackles side by. I mean, that's pretty good size. Two three hundred pounders coming at yeah. you too, though. Yeah, and so they, they, but but we we were we were gap short. So they they had a four man side, a three man side, and we were treating it like there was a three man side and a three man side because we just didn't have time to to right. to get it. Um, the quarter changed in the middle. We actually had it drawn up on the sideline ready in case they came out in that. And, you know, I tried to not chase a bunch of ghosts, but we had an answer I, schematically. I think the start of the second quarter, I think he opened in shotgun, though, didn't he? And they changed up just for a play or two, right? They did change yeah, up, yeah. yeah. And, and they and they threw a couple wrinkles in there, too, and we got it all corrected in due time. But but that drive mainly is on me. I mean, they had an extra gap in there. Uh, they, they ran to that extra gap several times and, and got some, some plays on us in that regard. That's on me. Uh, uh, I need to be better. Uh, I try not to chase ghosts. I should have. That was one that we should have because we knew it was an issue. Yeah. Talk about special teams. Um, we talked about unfortunately having the extra point block, but really one of the big plays of the game for you to set up a touchdown was Alec Weider's punt return. It kind of gave you a little bit of a spark. Yes. So I, I thought there were some positives on special teams. Um, there were some areas that we can improve as well, but. So obviously the, the negative you just point out the, the field goal block I thought that that wasn't great um, but we had a handful of good positive plays in there uh, we had a a kickoff return to start the game and they called us on a a penalty that was yeah all the way on the other side of the field when he he wound it all the way back to the opposite side he yeah. did and 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 we'd like to just punch that thing vertical north and south but he did he ran, he ran that thing back and and we had a a call I mean it is what it is but um you know we're blocking behind the ball a little bit it wasn't a kill shot but they called a one of those blindside blocks right. is what I think they called and and so that hurt us but there was a lot of positive we, I thought that that we had body on body with a lot of people and blocking um, fairly well. Weeder had a big kickoff return as well where we got the ball, I think, past the 40 yep, again. Yep. Um, we had the one that was an, uh, an error by them that certainly helped us. Got the ball in the five. Unfortunately, yeah, we couldn't we snapped convert, it over the but punter's snapped head, it over yeah. the punter's head. That was still a positive on teams for us. And, and then the big punt return. I thought Weeder did a great job. We for the most part, blocked well. There was an unblocked guy. He made a couple guys miss. Yeah. yeah, he did. He, he made the first guy miss, which is... Um, I mean, we always say that, you know, the punt returner, you're going to have to one make guy. There's some, at least one guy. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have to make somebody miss. You know, if uh, now if there's two and three, then we need to block better. But if there's one guy, you're going to have to make somebody miss. Uh, but then after that, you know, we should have a little bit of green grass if you're able to do that if we're blocking well, and we didn't. And he was able to run through a couple arm tackles. He made a couple other people miss, and we had a big return. I thought that was uh, great to see. Yeah, it set up the touchdown for sure. Yeah. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, week three opponent is Kentucky. 
Kentucky finally begins high school football and Moeller will open the Kentucky season at Louisville Trinity. We'll talk about them as we continue. It's the Moeller Football Podcast with head coach Mark Elder from ESP Media. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com on the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com on the Local12 News app. Welcome back into the Molar Football Podcast with head coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. Here in segment two, let's talk about uh, week three opponent for you, but week one in Kentucky, it's going to be Louisville Trinity. First and foremost, um, a couple of weeks ago, Kentucky still was kind of on the fence whether or not it was going to play high school football. So I guess just in the grand scheme of things, uh, it's the state I reside in. It's the state I've grown up in. It's the state I love. I'm glad they're playing. And obviously, so are you because you don't have to go scrambling for another opponent, even though this is a tough opponent to play. But it, it beats having to go, who are we going to play because we don't have anybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I think it's fantastic. Uh, that they're playing football, even if we weren't playing a team from Kentucky. I, I I really see this as, and I know that there's dangers and all those things. I get all the all the concerns on that. But, um, you know, the, uh, a year ago, and I think we've mentioned this before, a year ago, the hot topic was everybody's mental health. And, yeah, right. and I mean, you know, suddenly it's, there's new hot topics and people forget about the old, but, but goodness gracious, the, um, I think playing football, being around your friends, all those things is great for the mental health of young kids, um, of teenagers. I think that that across the country, that's something that we can't we can't miss is the social interaction, the 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 ability to do what you know, try to live as normal. Because there because there is a sense of normalcy now. Now you're going to school. Now yes. you're going to practice. Now you're playing games. Now fans are coming to watch you. I mean, yeah, it's still we got to wear a mask here, and we're still worried about this over there. But suddenly it looks up. I mean. It feels like this is the first week. Now we're going to get some high school football on a Friday. We're getting at least some yeah. college games on a Saturday. We're getting some NFL football on a Thursday and a Sunday and a Monday. And that's what we do in the fall in this country, right. right? Yeah, absolutely. And and you saw it most when we started getting back in right. the summer. I mean, you just saw such a, a like a you know you're talking to kids and they're down, and then suddenly no we get question. back together and they're great. So no, I I think it's important. And this is regard. It doesn't matter that we're playing Trinity. I, I'm glad that Kentucky's playing football. I'm glad for every state that they are. Yep. Um, because it's needed and and for these young men I really do feel that from a from a mental standpoint it's it's a it's just a sense of normalcy they need that stuff but but no we've got a huge challenge I mean and I I'll say that every stinking week well because you do yeah I mean we we have six games that that against six really good programs five of the six had 11 wins last year and and the the one that didn't I I don't think St. X had 11 wins no they didn't but that's they're pretty good and they're pretty daggone good so uh you know again week after week it's gonna be the same thing you know we got a major challenge and it's it's not coach talk I mean Trinity's well respected um you know they're ranked in the country by by all the big polls in the top 25 i mean they're a really good football team uh coach Beatty, i've known coach Beatty for a long time from recruiting i recruited uh back in 2007 i recruited little tim phillips still one of my favorite players of all time running back for them that was five i remember three him. And, yep i remember yeah, him. he freaking could bench like 600 pounds and uh he was unbelievable he really but, was but yeah i mean i've been going through this and, and i mean coach Beatty's won a, a um, ton of state titles i think they got 25 as a as a school, and I think he's won over. Yeah, they and Highlands were neck and neck for a while, and they've suddenly pulled away in that race. So, yeah, yeah, I mean it's crazy. I mean if they don't win a state title, it's like a disappointing right. year for them, and and good for them. But uh, they are coming off a state championship. They were thirteen and two a year ago. They got a ton of guys back. They got eight guys back on defense. They got six back on offense. I mean this is a darn good football team, um, and I'm excited about the challenge. You know I really am. I think that this is going to be awesome. It's uh, they play in a beautiful stadium. Uh, it's it's 
very, very good football. But, uh, but I'll say this. I mean, we're going down there, and, and, and all those things are fine and dandy. But um, I, I think that there's, there's a, a chip on our shoulder that we feel like we didn't play as well as we, we were capable of a week ago. Uh, I think that we got a team that's, that's pretty pissed off right now and wants to go out and, and um, show that we're better than what we did on, on last Friday. And what a great opportunity for us to do that against a team that's uh, a returning state champion that's got all this pub and recognition that they say this is one of the better teams they've ever had. And, and we can't wait to get down there and get, get an opportunity to play against them. Is it any advantage or any help for you that this will be your third game and kind of third week of preparation and they've yet to even scrimmage? Uh, I'm guessing sure. you're hoping it can be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Well, I think that, you know, you you make improvements every week. So I do think that that's, a, that's certainly a help for us that um, – now we got two games under our belt, whereas they don't have any. And and I thought that that you, you're still seeing. I mean, we're we're just, and I'm not used to scrimmages and things like that. Everything that I've ever been a part of has always been inter squad stuff. But um, you know, you're you're still seeing. I mean, this is for high school football. This would be like week one because there's usually two scrimmages, two atmospheres against somebody else. Um, you know, so so we're still getting better week by week. I mean, there's still drastic improvements to be made by our football team. And what's great about this is that we're getting ready for week seven. You know, I mean, right. we, we yeah, know yeah, we're in the, the playoffs. That's the point and, of this year. And, yes. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, we, we there was no bullets that we didn't pull last. You know, we 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 shot every bullet and we didn't play well enough. We didn't coach well enough to win. Um, you know, so it's not like we're holding anything back, but I mean that is what we're doing. We're trying to get a steady improvement week by week, so that we're we're primed and ready to play our best football week seven and and eight and moving forward from there. But no, I think that you improve every week, and this that should be a, a slight advantage in, in that we're we're a little bit more seasoned this year with two games under our belt, whereas they're not. Mark, you've seen two teams the first two weeks that that kind of wanted to line up and try to bully you as much as possible. Um, obviously. Uh, the first game, Bishop Hartley had a couple of kids we talked about on the outside that could really run, and yep. Saunders and, and and Richard Kenny, and they they hurt you on a couple of plays. But for the most part, both teams wanted to line up, get in the I formation, say, "Here we come, we're coming downhill." Trinity can 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 do a little more; they're a little more multiple offensively. As goofy as it sounds, is that maybe better to at least see something different as opposed to just teams that are going to line up and say, "Here we come." Well, yeah, I said that to our defense yesterday. I said, listen, guys, we're going to actually run our defense. Right, yeah. Second, no, that, you know? I, I know it sounds silly because if teams can just th- simply think they can line up and run you over, that's what they're going to do. But, yeah, you get to at least now go, hey, corners, you're going to have to match up here. Yeah. Safeties, you're going to have to give some help down the field. I mean, it's just going to be a different different game. No question. Because legitimately the last two weeks we've been in like quasi-made-up defense. Right. Meaning – you know, Monday was the first time we ever ran those schemes right. ever because, um, I mean, you're facing, you know, and they didn't run much wildcat, but you're preparing for 22, you know, two backs, two tight ends with a wildcat quarterback and every play's a tackle over. Well, we don't run that, right. you know, so so we're, we're doing a whole bunch. We, we've been doing a whole bunch of stuff that's not our normal scheme. I mean, that we haven't had but a couple calls that have been our normal scheme, whereas this week, that's different. It's it's a bit more of, okay, here we go, guys. This is, you know, we're in our base call system. These are our base zones. Here's our base mans. Here's our base pressures. We're back to our normal stuff because they run a little bit more of a traditional style right. offense. So uh, so I think that's great. You know, that's good to see. And, and it'll be the first time that it's truly on display. I mean, we have a couple calls that, that have been base calls that we've, we've run. But, I mean, it's literally been one or two 
a series right. at right. most. Right. I mean, everything else has been, uh, again, a quasi-made-up for the week defense because we're facing you know all the misdirection and, and counter stuff from two weeks ago with Bishop Hartley and then all the extra tackle, uh, tackle over, all that stuff against these last guys. You guys, this will be, as I mentioned, the third third different state you've played in in three weeks and the third, fairly, not long drive, East Central's not a long drive, but the third trip the, the week to, to Columbus, obviously an hour and a half or so, and this one down to Louisville, about an hour, hour 15, hour 30 or so. How you guys handle that so far? And it just kind of is what it is. I mean, Moeller's been a road show for a long time. Even when they were playing at Lachlan, it was still a road show. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't... A, a true "quote unquote" home game has just never occurred, right. you know. Well, that's not true. And besides the the, the game the couple, on campus at Faust, yeah, yeah. out back. I mean, but just it, that's. I, I think that our our players are used to those things. And, and again, I, I think that this came up one other time. It, you know, it never seemed to hurt Coach Faust. Mm-hmm. You know, Fair. He, he seemed to to be able to win a bunch of ball games uh, w- without having that stadium in the backyard and and a. True, true, you know, home field advantage. So um, so nothing's changed from then to now. It, it is what it is. We got to go out and play better than the team we play. Doesn't matter if we're, we're at home, doesn't matter if we're away. All that stuff's uh, irrelevant. If you want to have a season that you want to be proud of, where we're going to have to travel a couple hours to play really, really important games and you know, the way things are done in Ohio, uh, unless it's changed, it's it's up in Northeast Ohio. So some of them teams are got a 30-minute drive to play in that state championship, whereas uh, Moeller would have a three-hour yeah, drive. Yeah. So you're, you're always – there's always going to be things that you could say, hey, well, this could be a crutch. This could be an excuse. Well, we don't talk about any of that nonsense. Um, it is what it is. We've got to win games. We've got to play better, whether it's at home, whether it's away, whether there's 50,000 people cheering for us or 50,000 people cheering against us. It doesn't matter. The 22 on the field, all that matter, play better than the guy across from you uh, one play at a time. That's all we got to worry about. And so, no, it's no big deal. It's an hour and a half is what it is. Lastly, uh, we all know the the high school hotbeds in this country of of Florida and Texas and California. But I think with with these – these three weeks show and we've we've known this those of us you grew up in this area you coached um around this area you recruited this kind of tri-state area it shows you you get indy into southeast indiana into louisville into columbus into northeast ohio obviously cincinnati these three states put up some pretty good football as well absolutely no i i I certainly think so i mean um you know, Indiana, I mean, especially, you know, you get into Indianapolis. I mean, the, the Mick Conference, that, that conference is no joke. That's a real deal conference. They, they play big-time football. Because um, I, 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 when I first got to Central Michigan, I got Indiana, and I, I'm an Ohio snob. Sure, you know right, right. I mean? They don't play, they play <laughs> yeah, basketball yeah, in Indiana, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm going, and I'm going through Indianapolis, and I was like, goodness they gracious. They got some dudes. <laughs> yeah, dudes. Look at these facilities. I mean, it was crazy. And and uh, I, I think I remember – like maybe early 2000s, the year elder, I think won the state title, but they went and Warren Central beat them. And I, and I don't think it was close. Right. Like it was one of those, like elders, the best team in the state of Ohio. And which Warren says Central. something, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and Warren Central goes and, and beats them, beats them soundly. I mean, and, and I don't think that's a norm, you know, and, and it's certainly no knock on elder. I mean, they, they want a state title, but it just shows that some of, you know, I grew up in Ohio and, and when I first, again, First getting to recruit a different area, I was a little bit of a house snob. I was ticked that I didn't have Ohio, right, you know, right. and, and you, you realize that some of this ball is really, really good. Now, where, where I think that Ohio 
is probably has a difference between Kentucky and Indiana. Well, Kentucky has Northern Kentucky, and there's not a lot of D1 kids, and Louisville and Lexington for the most part, and right. a smattering from there. And I and I feel similar to to Indiana. There's uh, whereas I think that Ohio football that the what makes it really special is. Um, Every pocket of Ohio, yes. it's important. I mean, football, Friday night, I mean, shoot, the smaller the town, the more it no shuts question, down. No you know question. what I mean? It, yeah. it is it is the heartbeat of those towns. I mean, I saw that through the years recruiting. Uh, I think from top to bottom, Ohio, you sit there and you, you it's in those other categories of the, the Floridas, the Texas, right. the Californias, the Georgias. You know, it's, it's in that upper, upper echelon because top to bottom, it's, it is amazing. But – um, th- there's those pockets. There's those small groupings where you got a Trinity, and they're a national power. That, yeah. You know that that not just a, a Kentucky power, which Kentucky doesn't say power, a whole lot, but a national power. A national power. You know, and you got a handful of them. There's the there's the Trinities, the X's, the males. males you know, yeah. you go into Indiana, and the same thing. You tell that Mick Conference, and then the cathedrals, and and, and then you'll have a team like an East Central right. that pops up. That's I mean, they're a darn good football Absolutely. team. You know, and and because Bishop Chatard's a good team, but um, I, I think you have some some pockets in there whereas ohio just the differences the yeah. yeah the depth i mean you go a division six team and and you go to to a game on friday night and and you're like oh my gosh there's like five thousand people in this stand like I didn't there's no there's lights five, on in the rest of the no town. doubt yeah <laughs> i didn't even think the town had five thousand people in it right. and, and there's still five thousand people at the game so uh that's that's what i think is really pretty cool about ohio football Good stuff, Mark. Appreciate it. Good luck this week. Uh, good travels, and, and best of luck. We'll see you down at Trinity. Thank you. All right, for Mark Elder, I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. It's been the Molar Football Podcast with head coach Mark Elder.